It's the Clary Podcast. What are we, number 304, 305? We passed the 300 mark not too long ago. Where'd my phone go? Here we are. And we're at the Southern Command. It's another wonderful, beautiful, summery Vegas day. The GF is landing. She's going to land uh, later on tonight. And I'm going to go. I was going to go golf with uh, Michael Kingswood, who you can find at noncommunistsciencefiction.com. I was going to go golfing with him, but he's, uh, let me tell you about Michael Kingswood. So <laughs> he's a white dude, but he's like Bob Ross. He's got the Bob Ross hair, which is fine if you're in the military because you've got to keep it short and, and cut. But uh, he is uh, uh, freshly out of the military. He lives in the southern part of California, and uh, he's free, and, and he wants to grow his hair back. But the thing is, he'd be this... White dude with blue eye. I mean, he's a Scandinavian fro. That's what he would have. It, it, which but it happens every once in a while. But he wants it flat. He wants the long flowing locks. He's like, Homer J, will you teach us how to make love? Yes, ladies. It's, he wants the Fabio hair. And uh, he guess he's got to get some kind of treatment. I bet you the sisters got the same problem. I bet you the sisters, all three of you that listen to this, we do have a couple. We got Hadria. We got Erica Shanta Williams. We got some we got some sisters out there. Uh, but if they want the hair to be straight, holy cow. The chemical weaponry you got to employ to get curly hair flat. Uh, I, I have no idea. Um, it, it's, he was explaining it to me and he's like, yeah, we got to get I got to get this treatment. Then it's got to be heat treated. And uh, this is literally the most amount of effort I've ever seen a man put into his hair, which I also agree with. Because I'm like, yeah, if you want to have those long flowing locks, man, you're going to have to because otherwise you look like Bob Ross. Um, but the sisters, because uh, let's not lie, uh, we do like that long flowing hair. We like We like it to look like chocolate that is flowing or... What's blonde hair? What's a liquid form of blonde hair? Gold, I guess. Gold flowing. We we like to see the the hair be straight and flow and be long, get all messed up in our face. We love that. If you girls didn't know, we love women, not men. Uh, but the sisters, they they got a little problem there. They gotta they gotta fight that fro. And so I can only imagine. What uh, a young black lady has to go through, or your rare occasional middle-aged white guy who happens to have Bob Ross hair, what you guys got to go through uh, to treat it. And uh, so he was telling me, so I got to get this chemical treatment, I'm going in tomorrow, and we're doing it here in Vegas because it's way cheaper than California. I'm like, cool, well, I got to pick up the GF at 7 p.m. at the airport. Um, do you want to go golf? I'll go, I'll go over... Uh, by McCarran, uh, there's a couple golf courses in the Henderson area, and um, you know maybe you know I kill some time on the south side anyway. I'm not, he's like, yeah, look, he says, oh, I can't, I can't go golf. I'm like, why? He says, uh, well, I'm not supposed to get this wet for 72 hours. I'm like, golf? What? It's not really a sport. It's not 
athleticism. There's skill involved, but this is not like we're doing push-ups and running up a hill and with a rucksack. It's golf. He's like, nah, but even if I sweat a little bit, uh, it'll undo the roots and the whole thing would be pointless. I'm like, gee whiz. So now I'm kind of appreciative of my relatively straight hair. And uh, the GF said she'd like me to grow it out again. We might grow it because I'm starting to go gray. Starting to go gray. Uh, which all of you know, you can see it. Uh, um, and uh, Chris Muir of DayByDayCartoon.com. Uh, probably the most popular conservative webcomic going for several years running. Um, and, and and literally the only mentor, the only guy I look up to where I'm like, I want to listen to this wise man. Great guy, great guy. I, I mean, Aaron, who do you want to be like? I want to be like Chris Murr when I grow up. That's who I want to be like. I'm not kissing his ass. I'm just saying I like to be like him and kind of I already am. I'm just not that old. Nor do I live on a beach in Florida. <laughs> I'm getting there. And he was telling me, I, I met him, we always meet at the Chili's over where he lives, right off the highway. And uh, he's like, I, I wish I, I appreciated my hair more. I wanted to grow out long hair. And I'm looking at him. And if you don't know Chris Muir, M-U-I-R, you could look him up, great website. He's got a full set of hair. He's like the world's most interesting man, but his hair grew out. And, and I'm looking at him, I'm like, what do you mean you wish you had your hair? You still have your hair. You have more hair than any guy your age. You have a surplus of hair. What do you mean you, you wish you'd appreciate your hair? He's like, it was fuller back then. <laughs> fuller. Were you too Bob Ross? I mean, what did you have? Did you have a pompadour? Did you look like Space Dandy? What the? What in God's name? Only several people get that Space Dandy reference, including Luis. Uh, but I was just kind of like, what more hair do you want? Like, how much fuller could it possibly be? And he was like, and that's why I grow my hair. I like having hair. No, you'll lose your hair. You appreciate your hair. And I, I was, I kind of found that funny. Because I'm like, what? you still have it. You don't need to. Look, you got it or you don't. You got it or you don't. And I think they pigeonholed it down to that it's your mom's father, your paternal grandfather uh, that determines whether you're bald or not. Um, so if, if you looked at your grandfather on your mother's side, uh, if he had hair, you'd have hair. And that's true. My grandpa did have hair until he died. Um... My dad, at my age, was thinning out, and he had the Steve Martin thing going on where he grayed out real quick. He whited out real quick. Um, but I, I have hair. My brother has hair. Uh, there's not, yeah, no male pattern baldness. Uh, so now it's really just an issue of length. Don't want to grow my hair out. Uh, which I might again. I think I will. Um, <clears throat> there was the days 20 years ago, uh, where it was in the nineties. I had the skater cut. Christian Slater was all the rage. Are you a Heather? No one's going to get that joke either, except for dreadful etiquette. I apologize. Heather's was a great movie. Great movie. Um, so I'm going to grow out my hair again. 
get long flowing locks, and it is not beneath me. It is not beneath me to dye it, because um, I have a very shallow but practical and realistic approach to physical beauty. Uh, I told the girlfriend, "Yep, I'll pay for fake tits." I'm like, "Your tits start turning pruny, or turning pruny. We're getting them done." There, I am not, not looking at pruny tits. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. 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 No pruny tits. No fat chicks on the boat. And no pruny tits. And um, I said, you and women, absolutely, absolutely, ladies, you should dye your hair. Absolutely. I know there's uh, George Bruno, the Sultan of Silver. That's, that's his shtick. That's how he got you, girls. You women are beautiful with your silver hair. No, you're not. You're not. It's a lie. It's not true. I don't want to see no gray hair on a woman. Period. End of story. You have every right to diet, ladies. Every right. I know many beautiful women. Oh, my God. Let me tell you about the big-titted MILF I was so close to banging but didn't because she wanted to be serious, but she'd sleep with a Latino illegal immigrant because she wanted to have that experience. But fuck the homeboys. I mean, not literally, not fuck the homeboys. How does that? We will fuck the homeboys by not fucking them. This gal had a nice set of cans. Oh, oh, they were great. And she was cool. She was really cool. I really enjoyed her company. And she was in shape. Um, She had kind of this nerdy look about her. Oh, no, no pussy for Clary. Nope, nope, it's got to mean something. But I need to get my check mark off on the notch here so I can... I've slept with an Argentinian, and I slept with a whatever the fuck, Guatemalan, who cares? She had her list. I wasn't on it, and I admit that. Uh, and that she was a good-looking woman, and I was like, dang. And I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not marrying this. I don't want to. Single mom, commit, nope, mm -mm, new, nope, but still wanted to bang. And uh, I don't know, this is 15 years ago, 20 years ago, it was a long time ago. And then I I looked her up, uh, found her on the, the Google stalking, and she let her hair go gray. And it is so sad. And clear what gray hair does to the beauty of a woman i mean we're it is almost like you had another man's child it's it's at least at least a point if you have like full gray hair like you were just to change your hair gray you were to dye it gray or white or whatever it's like oh wow i mean at least a point i'd say more closer to two at least one and a half one and a half is conservative um and it was it was so sad because it's like, look, that's not that hard of a thing to do. Dyeing your hair is not that big for ladies. It, it that is not that big of a deal. You could do that in an hour, and it's worth the whatever. Well, hang on, let's look. What does it cost to dye hair? Hang on, let's look this up. You don't know the time and effort to give it me to burn it. Shut up and dye your hair and get fake tits. Uh, how much does a hair dry, a hair dye job cost? How much does it cost to dye hair? 
Average price is anywhere from $75 to $100 plus tip. If you want highlights, plan on spending at least an additional $150. Well, how long does it last? I guess you got to clean your roots or color your roots. They got the home uh, dyeing stuff. What's the home dyeing stuff cost? I think that's on the high end. $200 to dye your hair. Still worth it, though. Still worth it. And even I would dye my hair. I won't lie. I will not. I'll, I'll get that. Touch of gray was the opposite. Touch of gray was to make younger men look a little bit older so they'd have that touch of gray. And then uh, financially savvy women would want to fuck them. And then you get that manager position uh, that uh, T.J. Bupkis at the Johnson Corporation would finally give you. Um, Yeah, I'd dye my hair. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said before, I am very practical and shallow when it comes to physical looks. And I, I won't lie to you. I'll let the GF dress me because like, I don't care what I look like. I, you know, if, if it was up to me, I'd walk. What was it? Homer Simpson was dreaming that he was Yogi Bear. He's like, oh, Marge, I had the most wonderful dream. I was wearing a tie and a hat but with no pants. <laughs> if I could, uh, I don't know. I don't think I could do that without, uh, I'd, I'd need some boxers. I'd need at least some boxers. But yeah, boxers and sandals and nothing else. Yeah. That, that'd be what, if I could wear boxers, sandals, and a hat. That'd be pretty much all I want to wear. I don't need a shirt. Uh, but since I don't care, I want you to wear this shirt. Cool, fine, whatever. You're the one that gets, you know. Does it make you happy? All right, I'll wear it. I like this tie. Cool, I'll, I'll wear it. I don't, I don't care. It's great when you don't care to impress other women. It's great when you're like, yeah, I'm not doing it. I'm just, you know, what do you want? It's all outsourced. All outsourced. All taken care of. You, you make the decision. Go buy me my clothes. I don't, does your girlfriend dress you? Yes. Yes, she does. And it takes me less time and I don't give a fuck. I have so little care. I mean, it. that's, look, if you can offload decisions. As I'm getting older, I'm starting to realize decisions annoy me. All these decisions. It's starting to grind at the the cellular level. Like, oh, you got to decide on the you choices. Make, you want to make a man miserable, give him options. You know what a burden it is if you alleviate yourself of fashion and just let your wife or your girlfriend, the girl that loves you, dress you. That's fine. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, that's fine. You want me to wear this ridiculous get up? Okay, that's fine. They'll even buy you the damn clothes half the time. She'll come back. They're like, I got you this shirt and these shorts. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm not shopping this year. <laughs> I don't think I've paid for clothes in the past seven or eight years now because the GF keeps coming in with new stuff. And I would almost argue like, well, what did you spend on that? Did you, did you uh, piss away money? I don't need new jeans. Oh, apparently, but to you, I do. You think they are. And then... Yeah, choose your battles. Is this the hill you want to die on? Saw the illustrious Milfi Cougaresh, uh, GF, bought you a $40 pair of jeans. And after a while, it's like, eh, 
You gotta get all my money anyway, because I'm gonna die before you. What do I care? Fine, fine. Oh, these are great jeans. Yeah. You like them? No, my balls are sandwiched. But your butt shows off so nice. Yeah, but my balls are sandwiched. Does this make you happy? Am I? Do I look pretty enough for you? I could be taken on public. I can. All right, good. Let's go. No, with this ridiculous outfit. Don't care. Don't care no more. It's very nice, actually. It's very nice. Just let the girls dress you guys. Whatever. What makes you happy? Like you look. And then there's be there be these idiotic. At least I think they're idiotic. You know, short shirt combinations, pants with those shoes. She's like, wow, you look great. I'm like, I look really. Because if you ask me, I look like a fucking moron. But if it makes you happy, fine. Just the, just the hill not to fight over, guys. That's not the hill you want to die on. Let the women have that hill. That's fashion hill over there. See, Lieutenant? Lieutenant, look in your binoculars. Yes, sir. Because I'm a captain after all. Lieutenant, look at that hill. That's fashion hill. Yes, sir. Uh, don't have any of your men conquer that hill. Let the women have it. Let them have that victory. It's a pyrrhic victory over there waiting for us. We don't need it. It'll cost us more than it's worth. Yes, sir. All right. What hill are we going to conquer on? How about fake tits and dying hair? I like those hills. I like those hills. Let's go put a stand and battle on those hills. On what hills do I, else do I want to conquer in life? I am all for women dyeing their hair. I'm all for women getting fake tits. I'm all for women getting lingerie. What else is very important in life? There's not much. Now I think about it. It's kind of like, well... Those are the only three hills we really care about. Yeah, that's about it. No, no, let them have the rest of the hills. We don't get this is it. This is all the hills we want. Uh, frugality, if we were to look at more of the wifey uh, marriage material aspect, I'd say that uh, good fiscal discipline would be required. Um, yeah. Yeah, finances would be a hill. Well, that I'll tell you this, uh, especially long term, if you're going to get married, finances is the hill to fight and battle upon. Uh, because if left to women, they will piss away through so much money and buy the dumbest shit. And we need to have our little daughter go to the $200,000 a year precious liberal arts college in Vermont. They have apple syrup grown naturally on the campus. We have to have her go there. She needs her degree in... I had a client... Oh, hang on. Hang on. I got it here. It was at Asshole Consulting. Let me look this up. Um, no, that's not the guy. There's a guy in Ireland. Those people paid those. Is this the guy? This is the guy. This is the guy. This is the guy. You're the guy. I'm the guy. I'm the guy. You're a guy. Anybody know what great movie that's from? Let me know. Uh, this guy got a master's 
a master's in science in climate change, agriculture, and food security. Oh my God. Just go fuck yourself. Just go fuck yourself. Um, I forgot where I was going with that. But yes, the, the, um, the hills to die on are finance. Well, that's what it was. Yeah, when your wife wants to have like that super rich suburb and the uh, house in the suburbs and then the, their, your daughter, it's her daughter, it's not your daughter, it's her daughter, has to go to the most prestigious school ever and duty, duty, do, booty, booty, be. You can't put a price on education. That is a hill you dig in. And that's a hill. Sometimes you don't have to fight these hills. Sometimes you don't have to contest them. If you have a conversation, women always like, we're starting, to tr- we're starting to have a conversation. We would like to start a conversation. And if left to leftist liberal women in the United States, our GDP, they be, they, all it would be would be teachers, counselors, and people who start conversations. That would be, you look at the pie chart, and you look at, if it was up to women, leftist women, our GDP, our exports, would be starting conversations, teachers, counseling, and then essential oils. I think that's all our GDP would be. And then they'd wonder why, you know, Tunisia could invade and take us over. Anyway, <clears throat> larger point is, if you have a conversation with a prospective loved one early, or you just have a very clear policy, this is advice I'd even give to myself as a younger man, so all you younger men, listen up, because it would help. When you are about to enter a relationship, it's very important that the woman knows what your goals are in life, as well as what her goals are in life. Like these, these are immutable goals. These are goals. These are things I want to achieve in my life. This is where I see my life going, and uh, my life, uh, which comes primary to you, you are secondary. Because that's how you get the girls. Um, this is where I'm going. Here's the path I want to go. This is the, the trail I wish to blaze. And if you're not forthright and upfront with those girls about like, hey, this is what I want to do. Because all of a sudden you're like, oh, you might like a girl. And she's around with you. And now you got to, well, what were your lifetime goals? What were your, what were your long-term goals? Most women uh, beyond you know, maybe wanting to have kids and getting married there's no really you know, I like to travel and you know, their, their goals really don't go beyond the age of 28. I like to travel. I want to taste great food and drink wine on the Riviera. Okay, all right, you did that at 24. What, what about the next, you know, as Stefan Molyneux with his tweet that went viral, what do you want to do with the, the remaining 50 years of your life? You know, where do you want to live? What do you want to do? <clears throat> what kind of house do you want? And uh, it is good to basically have that conversation. A la, do you want to have kids? You do, you don't. Okay, that's a deal breaker. All right, are you a socialist Marxist kuantahaha? You are, yeah, sorry. I don't spend my time with people who vote to enslave me incrementally more to the government. Um, you know, are we going to raise our kid at home? No, we're going to send them to the state school so they can be brainwashed. Okay, well, that's a deal breaker too. 
Uh, are I mean, here's a big deal breaker. Are you going to wear lingerie? You're not because you find it degrading. Okay, fine. Sorry to have wasted your time. Yes, I am going to want to look you like a sexual object. Yes, that is completely normal and is completely healthy. Uh, but one of the other ones is like, hey, I'd like to live inevitably in, a, you know, choose your place, Phoenix. Uh, I'd like to have my house paid off by this time. This is the type of house I would like. It is small. It is affordable. It is low maintenance. Uh, I would like to go and travel and hike and do and jump. Inevitably when we have everything paid off. And you'd be amazed. You'd be amazed. Like, oh, the parents. Parents in schools. That is the number one thing that gets in the way of male's happiness and success when it comes to the loved ones. Because then the woman you married or you're dating or committed to, then she changes her mind. Well, you see, you're no longer the number one thing in my life. I want to see my parents! And they move back to whatever northern snow-infested shithole it is. They could be close to their parents. And then the good schools for the children... That right there is probably the biggest tell your wife does not love you as the number one thing in her life. Where you guys are hanging out in a great southern place, you move down there, you got your own family, you're doing your own thing. I know several people like this. They moved out of the Twin Cities. They they started families that were independent of everybody else's. And they were they're happy. They are happy. Some aren't. Uh, one isn't. But that's because the wife went, I want to move back home to see my parents. And that right there is like the biggest betrayal of trust. Because it's like, I thought we were going on our own life. You were going to be with me. and We're going to do this together. We're going to do something completely new and different. There are these things called planes. We can hop on them and see your parents any fucking time we want. And matter of fact, I think most of them work online so you could go visit them for months at a time if you wanted to. No! No, let's give up our fine, little, perfectly good house in, uh, in Albuquerque so we could go move back up north to Fargo, North Dakota so I could be closer to my mom. Uh, that's a hill worth fighting. And that's a hill worth figuring out before you even commit. Like, hey, we're not, I'm honest to God. I, okay, here's where a bunch of the uh, older men listeners are going to say, mm-hmm. They're going to agree with me like a Baptist choir. Mm-hmm, preach it, amen. They're going to agree with me. Uh, but you young boys uh, uh, should listen. But if you were to have a conversation with your girlfriend before you got engaged, she became your fiancé and ultimately your wife and made it very clear and wrote it down. This is the type of house we want. Here's where we want to live. And bar major drastic changes, uh, we're agreeing on this. You have this sit-down meeting. We agree on this plan. We agree on this path. Is that wife, soon-to-be wife, pre-wife, proto-wife, fiancé, which I can terminate at any moment? Do we agree on this? And film it! Film it! 
All the old men are not, now. We got the Baptist choir again. Go, mm-hmm, amen, mm, yeah, preach it, brother. That's what they're saying right now. All the old timers in the Baptist choir. That's what they're saying. You get it in writing. You film it so that when she didn't want to move to see my parents, they got good schools. You play that back, and you say, "Did we not have this conversation? Do you remember this?" We're not moving back with your parents. We are our own family now. If I have failed you as a husband or a lover, let me know. And then we can get divorced. But if now all of a sudden your focus, your uh, your onus, what was it called? Dr. Perodin came up with your, your logis, your Taurus. I think it's named after a Ford car. If your point and purpose in life, what has driven you is now living at home with your parents, moving back home, and not making me happy. Well, yeah, you know what? Fuck you. I guess it's over. I guess I'm not the number one thing. Anytime your wife wants to move back to be closer to her parents, that means you are not the number one thing in her life anymore. And you might as well file for divorce. I would say that is grounds for divorce because she lied or she changed the the agreement. She changed the program. And all that can be preempted or at least uh, buttressed. That's a word. Buttressed? Buttressed. With an early conversation like, I want to move. Let's say you want to move to uh, Cortez, Colorado. Nice little town. I like Cortez, Colorado. What if we got any listeners in Cortez? Email me if you're from Cortez, Colorado, or that south uh, west part of Colorado. I'd be very curious. I want to live in Cortez, Colorado. And your future wife says, yes, I agree. It's a wonderful place. They got great hiking. It's cheap. It's warm. But we still get snow if we want. I want to go to Cortez. And you film her saying that, and you get her to agree. We're going to have two kids. And... uh, we will love them and we'll be raised at home and then we're going to stay and then your parents can come visit. Then when she's like 42, because apparently that's the magical age when this happens. Once women hit their early 40s, then all of a sudden they want to fuck with the They want to change the agreement. I miss my parents. Weren't they just here last week? Did they not hop on one of those magical steel birds called aeroplanes? And they flew down, and we picked them up over there. We had a great time, and they stayed in the guest room. Did that not just happen? <laughs> lying bitch. It's when she goes to your beloved wife to a lying bitch, and you dump her ass. You say, all right, okay. Because you're not. You're not. You're not the center of her life anymore. You're not. Never understood that. The point and purpose. Fall in love. This is the number one thing I want to do. I want to make you happy. I want to make you have a good time. What do you think? What do you, within reason. I'm not going to be the pussy beta guy. Ooh, whatever you want, dear. But you're kind of important to me. Like you're the number one thing in my life. Come on. What do you want? And the fact that the number one thing in my life is because you think I'm the one, number one thing in your life. Oh, look at this. True altruism and true love and true sacrifice. I don't know if anything good could go into this. Oh. 
And then once you are no longer the onus, it's not the onus, and it's not the Taurus, it's, it's a, I think it's Greek, it's the center. Once you are no longer the center of your wife's decision making, it's over. It's done. You might as well, it's done, done. To quote Tom Likas, D-U-N, done. So do that ahead of schedule. Just do that ahead of schedule. Where's my podcast list? Hang on. Uh, sponsors, I uh, I really don't want to plug my own stuff. Look, guys, if you'd like to help out, you know what to do. Uh, we got olderbrother.com slash donate. You can help out several ways there, through Patreon, direct donations via PayPal, or what I recommend you do all your shopping online through my Amazon affiliate program. So we got that. You guys know my books. Um, give me a sec. Kind of burped. There we go. Um, the Pence, uh, the Pence Principle by Randall Bentwick. Give that to any young man about to go to college so he doesn't get falsely accused of rape. Just looking through all the old sponsors because I'm on the uh, travel laptop, so a, little, a lot of these sponsors are gone. Uh, academiccomposition.com. Of course, go check out our good buddy Alexi there. Have him write your papers for you at academiccomposition.com. And he's always looking to hire people as well to do marketing or to do the writing itself. Pushyrubberdownhill.com. Uh, that is a blog, podcast, and the name of a book. It's three things in one. Uh, written by a man named Adam Piggott. And Adam is a good guy who lives in Holland now. But he's from Australia, but he used to live in Uganda. And he had a, he had a nightclub in Italy. Uh, one of the best books you can read as a young man. Not joking. I'm not saying because he, he doesn't even pay me. He doesn't. I just promote him. Uh, because I believe in the product, Pushing Rubber Downhill. An absolute mandatory read. For all of you guys there. Uh, we did that, we did that, we did that. If you kindly uh, write reviews of my book on Amazon.com, that'd be great. All right, what do we got here? I'm just going through my, my notes. article up on my phone it's from the economist bullshit jobs in the yoke of managerial feudalism <laughs> from the economist this is a bit dated it's from 2018 but it was good uh because it's true and um, I'd argue that almost 80% of the work today is completely pointless. It's just make work government type of jobs. Even in the corporate level, 
just because we're either too afraid to fire people and have them be reemployed in more productive measures or, well, never discount the dumbassery of corporate management. Populism, Pointless Work, and Panicked Youth, an interview with David Graeber of the London School of Economics. Uh, not since Dilbert has truth been spoken to power in soulless work settings, but the cartoon character's successor may be David Graeber. In 2013, he achieved viral fame with cubicle zombies everywhere after he published a short essay on the prevalence of work that had no social economic reason to exist. Well, wouldn't that be like, I'm, I'm, I'm not joking, 70% of American women's jobs? HR, social work, nonprofit, touchy feely, CSR, diversity and inclusion. Like, you don't actually do anything. You don't. And don't think I'm slamming on women. I'd even argue at least 50% of men's work is bullshit. But you girls, I guess, I guess, I, guess, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to go there. Not going to go there. Uh, that had no social or economic reason to exist, which he called bullshit jobs. The wide attention seemed to confirm his thesis. Mr. Graber, an anthropologist at the London School of Economics, has expanded on ideas in a recent book. He responded to five questions from the Economist's Open Future Initiative. He rails against feudal retinues of basically useless flunkies. Oh, my God! You... You would, I'm not joking, you'd lay off half of corporate America if you got rid of pointless and worthless jobs. You would. I mean, college, schools, the nonprofit sector wouldn't even exist. It'd just be all online. We'll take this class and test out, and there's your certification, and okay, we're going to hire you because you got your certifications. I don't know what you liberal arts majoring women would do with your bullshit make work, you know, Degrees, you'd have to like come up with something. You gotta write, gotta write for a blog about social justice. The Economist. What is a bullshit job, and can you give a few examples? David Graeber. A bullshit job is one that even the person doing it secretly believes need not nor should exist. That if the job or even the whole industry were to vanish, either it would make no difference to anyone or the world might even be a slightly better place. Hmm, public education, maybe anybody? The university system? The women that... It was women. I'm sorry, ladies. I'm going to keep busting your balls until you change. I remember working security. We'd occasionally look over uh, uh, hospital uh, people. And in would come some... 24-year-old Kuwanta, haha. I'm here from the county or the state or whatever to give you some information, some materials about your rights, and if you need anything, to come here. Because even though I could have probably had a guy, uh, an individual to myself, if I just stayed in shape, I'm going to have the government give me surrogate meaning and value to take care of men who are violent and evil. Please validate my existence. Something like 37 to 40% of workers, according to the survey, says their jobs make no difference. Insofar as there's anything really radical about the book, it's not to observe that many people feel that way, but simply to say we should proceed on the assumption that for the most part, people's self-assessments are largely correct. Their jobs really are just as pointless as they think they are. I have to agree with 100%, not to give you anecdotal evidence, um, but... 
my job was completely point. When I worked, I'd, I'd say out of the fifteen years I worked in banking, one year made it was legit. The rest of it, it was completely pointless because, not to bore you guys with details again or repeat things, but I was a credit analyst. My job was to assess the risk and creditworthiness of potential borrowers, and I would write up my thing saying they're not going to pay you back, and they would approve the damn loans anyway, and be like, oh my god, they didn't pay us back. Clary, go write up a re, uh, what did we call them? A recovery review? How do we how do we go get our money back? I'm like, well, how about we didn't lend it out in the first place, assholes? How about that, you gray-haired baby boomer fucks? You're just not a team player. All right, we're not, but I agree. I, I'm I'm saying thirty to forty percent's on the low end. Uh, if anything, just taking people's word for it might understate the problem. Since if you think that what you're doing is pointless, but there's some non-obvious, larger, big-picture way that you're really contributing to the greater good, at least the greater good of the organization, then what's the chance no one is telling, going to tell you that? On the other hand, if you think you're, going, you're doing something that seems like there's a good reason to be doing it, but in the larger big picture you're not, say the whole operation you're working for is a scam, well, that's precisely the situation where they're least likely to tell you what's really going on. If my own research is anything to go by, bullshit jobs concentrate not so much in services as in clerical, administrative, managerial, and supervisory roles. A lot of workers in middle management, PR, human resources, and a lot of brand managers, creative vice presidents, financial consultants, compliance workers feel their jobs are... I, I, I want to see diversity and inclusion. I want to see CSR. But you see, you gals would never admit that your jobs are bullshit. But also a lot of people in fields like corporate law or telemarketing... The Economist, what does it say about the modern workplace that these purposeless jobs exist? Graber, one thing it shows is that the whole lean and mean ideal is applied much more to productive uh, workers than it is office cubicles. It's not all at all uncommon for the same executives who pride themselves on downsizing and speed-ups on the shop floor or delivery and so forth to use the money saved at least in part to fill their offices with feudal retinues of basically useless flunkies. They have whole teams of people who are just there, for instance, to design the graphics for the reports while accolades for their in-house magazines no one reads. Oh, boy, can we talk about, let's throw another industry in there. Uh, Huffington Post, anyone? Salon? Um, XO Jane? You want to talk about worthless. I mean, they make their money because they sell their crack to the women who want to believe it, but I, I mean... How many times do I have to see when I click on some absurd article? There's your standard 32-year-old single woman don't need no man fish bicycle trademark uh, with her 2,000 Twitter followers and you go and you look at her profile and it's it's so utterly predictable I don't even have to go into it. But no real job, lives off of her parents or her husband. Your job is completely worthless. The more a company's profits are derived from finance rather than from actually making and selling anything, the more this tends to be true. I call it managerial feudalism, but it's not just the financial insurance and real estate sector. You have a similar infestation of intermediary ranks in the creative industries as well. They keep adding new managerial positions in between the people producing stuff and the guys ultimately paying for it, often whose only role is to sit around all day trying to sell things to each other. 
Health and education are equally hard hit. Managers now feel they need to have their little squadron of assistants who often have nothing to do, so they end up making up new exotic forms of paperwork for teachers, doctors, nurses, who thus have even less time to actually teach or treat or care anyone. Hey, the economist wrote an article that didn't suck. There we go. Um, That's it. That's it. I'm going to go golf. I'm going to go outside and enjoy the day. I would like to... Um, do something a little bit longer, but the old captain, um, the old captain needs to get outside. Old captain's been working too much. Stuff links, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to promote it anymore. Uh, take a look at it. We'll see you guys later. Toodles.